Good evening and welcome to the 48 Shades of Football, everybody's favourite English language Korean footballing podcast. And on the show tonight, it's a feast of K2 with free scoring Suwon taking centre stage. We're going to touch on the K1 as well. We have an on this day in history and also a look at what's happening to a season ticket status with fans looking ever further away from being admitted to K-League stadiums this evening. On the show tonight... Well, we might have Paul a little bit later on, but for now we've got the uh, the Proclaimers' older brothers. We have got uh, Joe. How's it going? It's going fine. Alistair, thanks very much. Good evening, everyone. And we've also got Mark. Good evening, everyone. Great to be back here, as always, I guess. And it's been a pretty, pretty exciting week. We've had a, a double helping of K2 action. Joe, you look like you're still smiling. Yeah, I can't wipe the smile off my face, to be honest. Um, no, I'm trying not to get too carried away, but eight goals in two games, these things don't happen to Sue on FC fans. Exactly. It just has happened to Sue on FC fans. We'll say enjoy it while it lasts. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about it later on. Uh, first of all, though, we will talk briefly about that round of K1 we had last weekend. It seems an absolute age ago. Uh, I know, uh, Mark, you and I watched the uh, the first round, the Friday night football, which was Pohang and Seoul. We should probably wait until Paul uh, comes on to discuss that. But hey, yeah. if he's if he's late, that's his that's his problem. Uh, we watched it. So where did we watch it? It was some some pub or something, wasn't it? Because you know it's not safe to be in a stadium, but it's safe to be in a crowded pub. Yeah, we watched it uh, in a bar near uh, Shindarim Station. I was actually looking for several places uh, that would show the game. But everywhere was baseball heavy. Uh, and then I found a place that had Mnet on, the Mnet music channel showing like old reruns of Music Bank and Music Core or, so, or, or whatever it is. So I obviously assumed he didn't mind. I asked him to turn, turn on in the football. He, he obliged. Um, it must be said that, Arthur, you did arrive at 7.04 and question my football finding and Korean skills by saying, idiot, this is Barcelona versus... Real Betis, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, a seven thirty kickoff." Oh, I had no idea. I was, I came in sprinting up those steps. There's a lot of steps coming out of Shindarim Station across the road uh, into the uh, into the pub, and then uh, I, I sit down. And I think, "Wow, fans are back in the stadium." Well, those are those are some really convincing dolls that Pohang have uh, brought out, maybe to make fun of, of FC Seoul. But uh, yeah, it was a seven thirty uh, kickoff, and uh, when it did kick off, it was quite an entertaining game as well. Yeah, uh, Pohang took the lead pretty quickly, I think, right? Maybe the first, like, five yeah. minutes or Defen- Defensive howler. Uh, well, not the last defensive howler we had this week, it must be said. It must be said, uh, yeah. And they looked, I mean, I had Pohang tipped as being potentials to be maybe second, maybe even push John Booty to be first. Um, but they, um, I mean, they, they got that goal, like, as I said, straight away. It was a gift to them. And then they just basically um, sat back as if, yeah, we'll beat so without really trying too hard. And um, they, were, they were woeful, actually. I mean, I've been impressed by them so far, but in that game they were really devoid of imagination, creativity, attacking, trying anything at all, to be honest. And then we got Chebol. Is that what we call it? Uh, yeah, we'll call it Che Ball or Corner Ball. And it was that man, Patrick Young, with the perfect uh, corner. Uh, we can say this because Paul's not on here right now. Uh, absolutely beautiful corner by Patrick Young, right onto the head of Hyun Hyansu. And it was one each. And uh, Seoul probably could have scored, scored more. Pohan came back into it in the second half, about 10 minutes to go. Osmar with the winner. Again, an absolutely undefended uh, corner from uh, Seoul. Jusei Jong with the delivery this time. Yeah, I think... Um... So deserved, probably. Uh, well, they deserved equaliser. Uh, whether they deserved to win it, I'm not so sure. I think it was a fairly even game. I think Bohang had chances. Uh, I, I was surprised. I, I didn't think. I, I don't think anyone, predict, not last week anyway, uh, predicted that So would beat Bohang. So yeah, it was a it was a bit of a turn up for the books. Yeah, I don't think anyone predicted so we even get a get a goal. Uh, we might uh, touch back on that game a little bit a little bit later on uh, when uh, Paul graces us with his with his presence. 
Uh, there were obviously plenty more games over the weekend. That was uh, arguably the most entertaining one as well. But I know you're going to want to talk about the game on uh, Saturday, which was also a bit of an end-to-end, uh, end-to-end battle out in Chunchon between Kangwon and and Songnam. Yeah, I, I, I was that same Gangnam. Um, it was. Was it uh, Gangnam? They, they're moving home like every couple of weeks. I'm doing two games here, three games there, backwards and forwards, that kind of thing. Um, it was. Um, it was, well, I mean, uh, on the pitch at the same time were three uh, of the, uh, I, I believe, three of the of the double winning Pohang team, or definitely at least three players who played together at Pohang. You had uh, Kim Sung Dae, uh, Kumu Yao, and of course, Yang Dong Hyung, who plays who plays for Songnam. And it was uh, the, po- it was the, the, it was Gang Won's Pohang uh, double act that, that's, created the first goal. Uh, Kim Sung Dae was destroying Songnam. Like, every time he came forward, he was like, his pace was tearing us apart. Uh, he played a beautiful little uh, one-two with uh, Kumu Yao, who smacked it beyond glory. The first goal that Songnam had actually conceded um, this season. Uh, not really a whole lot that glory could have done to stop it, to be honest. It was a beautifully worked goal. Uh, I have my own personal opinion on both those guys potentially being on loan, I think, right? Or very least Kim Sung Day is on loan from John Book, right? Um, but they then, Gangwon looked good, but Songnam just kept pressing, kept attacking, kept pushing them, um, and it was a fairly even first half. Second half, it was, I'm going to say, it was all one-way traffic. Um, Songnam utterly dominated uh, Gangwon in that, in that second half. I think at one point, I may have either texted or tweeted that it was one of the best games I'd seen this year and definitely one of the best games I've seen from Songnam. In fact, I actually tweeted uh, Tom and told him, this is not the Songnam team I fell in love with. I don't like it uh, because they were attacking. Um, they got the goal, uh, Kwon Soon Hyung, uh, just before the hour mark. Um, he had a couple of shots at goal. They were, they were blocked. It fell out to somebody else's shot. It was blocked. And finally, it fell out to the, to the edge of the box and Kwon, and Kwon buried it from the edge of the box. Um, one each both teams were, were attacking for the rest of the game the next 30 minutes were just end-to-end attacks um, Songnam took off uh, Yang I think and brought on Tommy uh, Thomas Slav or Thomas Kiss he, he goes by the name Tommy he looked really eager hopefully his skill level matches his, his eagerness well, he was running all over the place at one point. He was in the, he was in the six yard box, and then he was like hearing it up the pitch, trying to trying to like support uh, the kid up front. Um, he looked lively, eager. Um, did miss a bit of a not a sitter, but he did miss a he kind of flapped his shot. Finished one each, but yeah, I have to admit I've been impressed by Songnam so far this season. So, but by the signs of it, Mark, uh, would you consider it a point gained or a point up uh, or two points lost? Um, on the whole, 90 minutes, uh, it was two points lost. Before the game, I would have taken a draw. Going behind, I would have obviously taken a draw. But on the whole of the game, like on, the, the, on the way the, the, the full 90 minutes unfolded, I, I would put it as two points lost. And it makes Songnam one of just three teams who remain undefeated uh, after those first uh, first three games. Well, the only observation I have on, on the match, I was sort of half watching it was just how beautiful the two teams looked with the orange and the black uh, well done on Songnam on not wearing their away kits in that game it was a, a, a real real joy to watch the contrast in those colours and obviously an excellent start to the season for Songnam as you said just that one goal conceded uh, the other game that took place at the same time wasn't quite so good. I don't know if anyone caught any of Suwon Blue Wings against Incheon United or not. There wasn't really very much to catch. Uh, luckily, there was a goal for the first time in an Incheon match this season. Unfortunately for Incheon, it didn't go to them. It was a Yom Ki-hoon penalty. Suwon scraping out the win. Incheon looks like difficult times for them. I mean, they were probably uh, most people's favourites to be fighting for relegation. I think they're probably most people's favourites for automatic relegation now, I think. Uh, they, they, they look, 
as if they've no attempt or sorry, no interest in attacking. Uh, like I think last week, Joe touched on it. You know, if that's you know, is this is what he is this is is this how he's going to play the games? Um, yeah, I mean that's exactly how they played it until Bloomings scored. That seemed to be their their game plan was get a nothing each draw again. Yeah, actually, um, I was watching. Jeju and Dejums kicked off half an hour before. So I was just kind of at half time having a look at it. And in the first half, I think Suwon had some like 12 shots. And I think Inchon had, I can't remember if it was zero or one. But yeah, I mean, it seems even going to Suwon, who are under pressure, Inchon really set us all out for another nil-nil draw. Um, and to be fair, they probably would have got it, but for a moment of madness. I mean, I know there was some among us who disagreed about the penalty decision, but for me, it was, it was a stonewaller. Um, Paul's smiling on his walk home there, but uh, I, th- I thought it was a stonewall penalty. But, if they, I mean, I think if he hadn't done it, they'd have probably got a nil-nil, because Blue Wings, from what I did see, the small part I saw, didn't look particularly threatening. Just one other thing, uh, you always got to bring back to Suwon FC, but uh, Suwon played uh, Inchon in a pre-season friendly, uh, Inchon failed to score then as well. So NFC one one nil in Inchon. So I mean, they've not scored all season at all. Bad habit to get out of. They're not the only ones who haven't scored all season as well. That took us into the evening game on Saturday, which was probably even worse. Uh, Sangju and uh, Guangzhou. Uh, again, uh, absolutely nothing happened. There was a goal very early on. I think it was uh, Kang Kang Sangju. I think that took a nasty deflection on its way in as well. Uh, one nothing to uh, Sangju. Uh, that's three defeats in a row for Guangzhou. Still not looking like scoring. I think only five shots on goal across the three games for them. Yeah, that I had that game on in the background. I wasn't really watching it. Uh, as you said, I, I actually started off watching it, but it was pretty pretty bad. Um, the second half was probably most notable for that horrendous uh, injury. Uh, the 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 Guangzhou player that got concussed, uh, just horrible. Um, like one of the, 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 probably one of the worst things I've actually seen in a K League game. Uh, it was pretty, the two of them, the, he basically fell just before he went and kicked the ball. So he was kind of going down on the ground and the goalkeeper came steaming through him and cracked him right in the face with his knee. Looked as if he had got concussion, looked as if he may have even swallowed his tongue or something, I'm not really sure. But yeah, he was, I know he was taken to hospital, kept in overnight. As far as I know, he's, he's, he's okay. Yeah, it was a very prompt reaction as well from the other players and the referee, as well as the medical staff. I didn't really feel, feel that we needed the close-up shots uh, of him on the ground. Um, something for the, the K-League video editors to, 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 to bear in mind. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, long-term, no, no lasting damage there. Very, uh, very disappointing start of the season for Guangzhou. Uh, moved on to Sunday's games. There were two games on Sunday, and the, the two, uh, well, league leaders, I guess, uh, were in action. John Book were at home to uh, Daegu, and they maintained their 100% record. Yeah, I didn't really, we kind of watched a little bit of this game. I didn't see a whole lot of it. Um, probably not exactly a surprising result, to be honest. Uh, John Book, again, they, they don't, they don't look impressive. They don't. They don't look like they're going to run away with this league. They don't look like that they're going to be beating teams four, five, no, scoring eight goals in two games, for example. Um, but they're just going to grind out results. They just have the best squads, the best players, the deepest squad, and yeah, they've got luck on their side, and it's it's going to be tough. Particularly what happened in the evening with Ulsan. It's going to be tough to really see who who is going to um, wrestle that title off them because uh, they just yeah they're just they're just grinding these re- these results out without really hitting hitting first gear at all. I mean, they can out with first gear. They're, they're just they're kind of boring to watch, to be honest. I was just actually going to throw out a question regarding Daegu. I mean, I don't know if any have any. I've seen much of them, but uh, obviously they changed the manager. They had a bit of a they couldn't come to an agreement. On a new deal, um, I think that's two draws and a and a, a loss so far this season. I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts on Daegu, if they're if they're in danger of slipping back down, or or what you think. 
I think there's, I think there's worse teams in the league. Um, so I, I don't think they're in danger of, of being relegated. I, I don't think they're, they're in danger of, um, of falling out of the league. But I agree, it's going to take some turnaround already for them to repeat the kind of, you know, the, the, the success stories of, of, the, of the last two seasons. Um, they are linked with this, um, uh, some Brazilian manager. Turns out he was a coach with the Korean national team. Or something, and he played with one of with the the, the guy that's president or something uh, of Daegu. Um, I'm not really sure about all the details there, but he seems to have some sort of links with with the Daegu president or football director or something. So it does look as if they're going to go down the foreign road again. But he's going to have to hit the ground running if if it is him. Yeah, they'll be they'll be glad that there's a, a Guangzhou and a and an Incheon in the league this year because they they would have been in danger, I think, or could have been. Yeah, Guangzhou and Incheon, of course, the Sangju as, as well, to perhaps cushion anyone who might be worried about falling down into the lower reaches of the league. And well, also have the chance to carry uh, well, carry on their, their unbeaten record. Didn't quite happen. There's Busan for the second time in a row, making it difficult for some of the league's uh, fancy teams. Yeah, we watched this a little bit. Um... Busan have looked good. That's that, that's all I'm going to say about the game. I, I, I mean, they've they they took John Book to the 95th minute. Um, they were unlucky, I think, in, in their opening game as well. And that's like three of the better teams that they've faced. Um, and they've they've held their own. So I've got to imagine that when they face a team like Seoul, <laughs> that they'll uh, that they'll pump them five 0 Um, but no, I mean when they're playing teams at like Incheon, Guangzhou. Daegu, got to imagine that, that they're, if they can keep that same performance level up, then we'll see them getting points on the, on the, like in the league then, I think. They've played uh, three very fancy teams, so they've had to set up in a certain way. This weekend, they're hosting the Blue Wings. I'll be actually interested to see if, when they are, maybe, I don't know if you'd call them favourites, perhaps you would, if they're going to go out and attack and produce an attacking performance, or if they are set up as a defensive team. Uh, to uh, grab an odd goal. But yeah, they have looked impressive in the style they've played so far. It'll be interesting to see how they do against a team they are more evenly matched with. And that's of course, uh, of course, this is their their first ever game against Blue Wings, according to uh, Blue Wings posters, right? <laughs> yeah, what, what, was, what was all that about? It would appear it was a fan poster. They have like multiple Twitter accounts. They they create uh, posters and advertising, and they do like um, fan accounts for them. And it would appear that one of them uh, created that this poster, which basically said, "Welcome, this is your first time, right?" or something along those lines. Um, despite the fact that obviously Pusan were one of the founding members, right? Um, so it's uh, yeah, I've I've heard it's not the official account, but. With these things, who knows? Paul, you've shown up. You're looking like a rubbish Blofeld uh, down there. What do you think? Uh, well, I, I, I saw there was a, an English Suwon Blue Wings fan Twitter account, which was clearly not run by an expat, by, but by an English-speaking Korean, I would say. And they were apologising for having their account hacked. Does anyone know what that was about? Oh. No. So you guys are not on. You guys are not on Twitter all day, like um, scraping what's going on. No, frankly. And you want you want to hear my opinion about the Soul game? No, <laughs> I, I know that's why you. I know that is why you have rushed in here, though, Paul. So yeah, I, I think we had better hear your opinion on the Soul game. Uh, three very unexpected points, uh, and I'll take that. Nothing really to say. I don't, I don't think. Well. Obviously, I guess you guys have already covered it to some degree, but obviously disastrous start from the sole defence. I have no idea what the defender was thinking when he effectively a back pass away from the goalkeeper. Um, then they got back with two, I think, if, if Poanga had a guy on the post, like normally you might expect them to, they, they would have won 1-0, but they didn't. So Seoul got two headed goals. Um, they played pretty well, especially considering they're away from home from a team that are at least as good as, is not, if not better than them. So... Uh, three points are great for that accept. Uh, and I'll expect to get no points this week against Songnam, who apparently are uh, uh, thriving. 
So swings and roundabouts. Uh, that pretty much wraps up K1. Let's move on to the main event, though. There were two rounds of K2. And I think possibly the scoreline that jumps off the page from the first one was obviously Sol Elan nil, John Am nil. Um, I bet that was a thriller minute. Uh, but there was another game going on. It was down in Asan. Joe, I'm assuming you watched the game. I did, yeah. Um, wasn't quite sure what to expect before it. Last week on the pod, I predicted a 3-1 victory for Suwon FC, but again, that was more the heart than the head. But yeah, so pleasant surprise. Five goals uh, away from home, 16 shots, nine on target. Uh, this, I mean, obviously, every club has huge turnover every year. So we've got a new manager, a whole new load of players, and they seem to have bought into his philosophy. It's not exactly pretty football. They, they play some nice passing stuff at times, but they're not scared to go along with it and you know, get the ball up the other end of the pitch and start pressing. Uh, take, not scared to take shots. Like I think three of the goals came from outside the box. Some of them the keeper probably could have done better with. So you know that's got to be factored in too. But yeah, I mean, for someone who's sat through two years of Kim Dae, this is like, I don't know, it's like Disney World and Universal Studios and Everland all rolled up into one. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm Young June, absolutely banging them in. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. As uh, Andre Luis at Dejon's getting all the the plaudits, but uh, Andy Young June's got five and four as well. Um, and yeah, he's leading the line well. He's created a really good partnership with Masa or Ishida. Um, I'm wondering if that was a deliberate signing by Sue on FC and you know that the the Japanese connection, shall we say? We know Ang Jun is North Korean, but he has lived a long time, maybe all his life, I'm not actually sure, in Japan. So I think they've developed a good friendship probably on and off the pitch, and it seems to be to be working for them. Ambiang Jun, of course, scoring in both of the games this week. Uh, Ishida himself also getting uh, getting a goal in both the games. We might as well touch on both Suwon games uh, right now, in fact. Uh, they played Gyeongnam on, on, on Wednesday night, I believe it was. And again, a, another impressive performance. Obviously, a little bit of luck with the first goal, but seemed to uh, really outclass them at times. First half, I mean, it's really weird that you watch a game and... The first half looked all Suwon FC, and then you see statistics, and uh, it's like 65-35 in Gyeongnam's favour. But, I mean, it's nil-nil. Gyeongnam had a, a wonderful chance. Should have opened the scoring. But, you know, just the feel of the game was it was all Suwon FC. Again, it was pushing, pressing, etc. And, yeah, I mean, all three goals had an element of farce from the uh, Gyeongnam goalkeeper or defender, so we, we can't deny that. But, it doesn't happen in isolation. You know, yeah, the keeper made an arse of his touch for the first one, but there was two Suwon attackers right on top of him, pushing him, pressurising him. You know, if, they don't, if they're not pressurising him, it doesn't make that mistake. So, you know, James Edrup, the Gyeongnam fan, I've had a bit of back and forth with some things there, and he's telling us that uh, they made a lot of changes with an eye on Dejon this weekend. Um, but I think, you know, this is a kind of league decay too, where you can't look too far ahead. Um, Gyeongnam, I think, are still title favourites through the depth of their squad. I mean, they've got this Luke guy who's, uh, he must be one of the highest paid players in Korea, never mind the K2. Uh, Derich, uh, the Brazilian fella, Ansel, none of them played last night. So that may have been a factor, but, you know, Maybe that's a bit of inexperience or naivety or arrogance from Sol Gihan. He thought, I'll go up to Suwon, get the points, save the good boys for Dejon. Well, it didn't work. It certainly didn't. And Gyeongnam do have the look of a team where, yeah, he's yet to figure out what his best team is. And as you said, maybe yet to get to grips with things. Uh, certainly if he was saving saving them for for, for Dejon, well, three points, three points on a Wednesday is... Uh, is, is, is going to be better off than, than no points on a Wednesday. I mean, you did criticise Solke Hyunir. I think it is important to point out <clears throat> he had a purple lilac suit on and a purple lilac mask, and I believe he had purple lilac trainers on as well. 
So to be perfectly honest, if you were a Gilgenham player turning around and watching that or the touchline screaming at you, you'd probably not follow these instructions either, right? Um, Luke is actually one of the highest paid players in Korea. It's incredible. He never, he hasn't played them, I don't think, I don't think he's even started them this season, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I see, you know, being a bit flippant, you know, about Saul there. But um, it's his first proper managerial job. He, I think he had a university job, then he worked within the national team. But this is his first proper one. And he, he's been given a bit of a Rolls Royce with the squad he's got. Um, but clearly, he needs to sort out his defence. They've conceded seven goals in four games. And like we said last night, two bloopers. And if I'm being perfectly honest, perhaps so when I see a little force to get the penalty. I was shouting for it because the defender did step across and block the run. But I thought when he went to look at VAR, he'll think, yeah, it happens every game, really. Um, so, I mean, and then obviously, Gyeongnam did miss a penalty. So, no, 3 1, great result for us, but, you know, not without some concerns. And I don't think it means we're going to storm away with this league. <laughs> did you think that the Gyeongnam penalty was a stonewaller? The Suwon one was pretty soft. The one, so, one was soft. I mean, I was shouting for it as a fan, um, but I thought when the ref went to check VAR, he'd probably change his mind. I was really surprised he didn't. Because it is the kind of thing that, you know, a defender stepping across the line, he bumped him. Yeah, I thought he would, when the ref watched again, he would uh, reverse the decision. But no, the the Suwon FC one, uh, sorry, the Gyeongnam one was a, a stonewall penalty and a great save from Yu Hyun. Uh, and saving from the ex Suwon FC captain, Beck Sung-dong. I think I made a comment on Twitter last night that that was the best thing he's done for Suwon FC in three years. Uh, but actually, the save you made before, the penalty was given right before, it was an amazing save. Uh, so, yeah, m- impressive stuff. One thing I would say about Suwon, we mentioned they're very sort of active, active press, if you want to call it that, uh, high press on steroids at the goal kick, for instance. But no possession, but lots of hustling, lots of harrying, lots of running. And I think you mentioned during the game yesterday, last 10 minutes or so, they, you, were, you said you were a little, getting a little bit concerned they were getting a little, bit, a little bit tired. Do you think they can sort of maintain this over the season, especially as the temperature is going to get much hotter? It's going to be much harder to play that way as the season progresses. Well, that, that's, that's my concern. Um, you know, I heard Jungna made seven changes from their game on Sunday. We were unchanged. Um, why would you change our team that won 5-0 away from home? Not a problem with that. But we, I am not sure about our depth, so how long can we keep going? Because I think most of the players have played all four games. There's maybe two or three who have played three out of the four. Especially our centre-halves, our centre-midfielders, I don't think have been substituted at all. So that is a concern. Um, But if we get through, we've got Butch on at the weekend, which I think will be a tough one. Uh, then it's uh, the FA Cup match. So if we get through Sunday, yeah, I'm not dismissing the FA Cup, but there's two weeks before the next league match, which will be away in Jeju. So it's a concern, yeah. I thought they looked tired at the end and they were hanging on a, a little, yeah. Okay, that obviously put Suwon in a very good position in the league early on, but everyone is chasing the teacher's pets. Dejon uh, Hanna, uh, they've moved on to, I think it's 10 points now. They got two two wins uh, across the week. A, uh, a really hard-fought game against Jeju on the weekend. Yeah, I actually watched that game in its entirety. Um, Jeju looked really good, actually. Um, they got 2-0 up. Uh, just after they scored the second, the a defender fell asleep, didn't see the man come around the back room, gave away a penalty. But still, 2-1 up. Um, Andrew Lewis stuck the penalty away beautifully. And then with the moment of madness that must have cost schedule the game, each hang mean, you know, maybe a terrible sliding lunge. I'm not quite sure how to describe it, but 25 yards from the day on goal. I mean, it was not as if he was stopping any danger or whatever. Um, the referee initially gave a yellow card and he must have been flagged up to look, have a look at this again. So he went over, I had a look and changed it to red. And each time, I mean, there was no complaint. You know, he kind of took it, he accepted it. He must have known that he, he had made a balls up of it. Um, but from there, it was all day, John. They scored two and they got another win without being 
convincing, certainly not when it was 11 v 11. And they weren't hugely convincing in midweek either. Just managed to overcome Anton, a team that Suwon quite impressively beat away from home two weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't see any of the uh, Dejan Ansan game, although I did know on Twitter that the Ansan supporters, that National Supporters Club or whatever moniker they go under, were uh, impressed by the second half showing and saying that the players were disappointed in some refereeing decisions. Uh, and they posted a picture of the Ansan players surrounding the officials that looked like at the end of the match. So, you know, yeah, another team a little perplexed by some decisions when they played Dejan. Mm. Let the conspiracy theory start. You're going to end up like Paul and uh, Sol whenever, whenever Sol gets something even mildly going against them, which doesn't happen very, very often, to be quite honest. Uh, there was one other game of note in the K2 across the the two rounds that was obviously on Tuesday night it was the one that a lot of people were waiting for uh, possibly for the wrong reasons to be quite honest and it was uh, Bouchon of course uh, hosting JG United for the first time of course JG United the current incarnation of SK uh, which were of course formerly Bouchon SK up until uh, 2006 or the end of the 2005 season being played behind closed doors that game perhaps had a little bit of the edge taken off. Uh, did uh, anyone watch that game? Uh, I didn't actually watch the whole game. I saw that the last five minutes of the first half and the first 15 of the second half, and I decided it was dire. I wasn't going to waste my time watching watching it. Um, so I actually tweeted, oh, I'm turning it off. I'm sure it'll be five goals. It turns out there wasn't, but there was an injury time winner for Jeju. Uh which got in the first one of the season. And I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that now that uh, Nam is, is getting the players to work to his, uh, his methods. So uh, I saw some pictures after the match and the Buchan players looked really disappointed in themselves for not actually winning it for their fans. They did look genuinely gutted. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Nam will do that to lots of teams. I think um, Mark and I, we actually did start watching that game. It was quite quite amusing, actually. We were we were in a, a little restaurant. It had the baseball on, and we we know we know we know football's role. We don't uh, when the baseball's on, we don't ask them to change it over because that's not really the done thing. But we started watching it on the phone, and then I think the proprietor came running up, saw we were watching the game on the phone, and quickly turned it over from the baseball. And I have to say. Within about 25 minutes, we were on the verge of apologising to everybody in the restaurant as to just how, uh, just how unentertaining uh, the, game, the game was. As you said, the, the, late, the late goal, I think, uh, was it Jim Ingu who scored the, the winner in the third minutes of uh, injury time? I don't think that rivalry has yet run its course, shall we say. We, we may see something later in the season or possibly next year. Uh, uh, OK, any, any uh, other comments on the, uh, on the K2, Joe? Uh, not comments as such. I mean, we're four games, four games in. Uh, Dejon sitting top on ten points. Uh, Suwon FC second. Butchon third, both on nine. Jeonnam uh, in sixth, then Gyeongnam uh, in fifth on five. Uh, but four of the top five play each other this weekend. With Gyeongnam hosting Dejon on Saturday, and uh, Suwon hosting Butchon on the Sunday. So. Depending on those results, we could see a couple of teams either break away or it could get very tight again. And just go back and again, we said it earlier about Gyeongnam focusing on this Dejon game. They really do need to get the three points. Uh, it's certainly not a to lose because they're already five behind Dejon. So if they lose on Saturday, to be eight points behind so early in a short season, uh, it's going to make it very difficult for them. So uh, they, they made decisions last night regarding the players. They'll need to hope it works for them on Saturday. OK, and uh, before we move on from K2, does anyone want to give a mention to Soliland? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll give a quick mention. Um, it was seen there back to the, to the Soliland of, of last season. They, they lost 2-0 uh, to uh, Anyang. Um, and I think... Everyone's favourite uh, Englishman uh, was a little bit upset uh, by the score. But I think he was actually more upset because 
I'm not sure what app he was using to watch the game, but they actually had the FC Soul badge. <laughs> so they had instead of the Elan badge. So I'm not sure if it was transfer market or flash score or live score or whatever one of these things, but they got the badge wrong. I think he was more upset about that than the final score, to be honest. Paul, do you reckon that's why Elan played so poorly last night? <laughs> I just hope it wasn't a betting side because that would have given people uh, a slightly wrong idea about how the, the match might end up. That's actually a very good, serious point, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if, we, if it was a betting site, I'm pretty sure they weren't paying royalties to the K-League, so that's their problem. So, uh, that, that concludes uh, our chat about the games that have gone by. Uh, but we're not done talking about Silwan FC yet, as we've got a little on this day out of Mark's vault. I believe this involves Silwan FC as well. Yes, uh, it does. This is actually dating back to when... Uh, C1 FC were in the K-League 1, or as it was called then, the K-League uh, Classic. Uh, it's on this day, May 28th, uh, 2016. Uh, they travelled to Guangzhou FC, um, and they lost 1-0. Now, I know that's not going to interest Joe too much, but there's a few interesting things that I wanted to kind of talk about uh, about that game. Uh, first interesting thing that, that Joe will like is that uh, getting a yellow card in the 97th minute of the game was uh, Kim Byung-ho, which uh, I'm sure you'll appreciate that. Um, other cards picked up were uh, Adrian Lair, Joe's mate, basically, who was almost on the podcast. Um, and there was also a yellow card for Park Dong-jin, uh, who, I guess, scored uh, Seoul's first, first goal of the season. Um, which goes to prove what Joe was saying about this idea of Turn, turn around, right? Um, other interesting things, there was a red card uh, in the game with 10 minutes to go. Uh, the only goal of the game was in the 37th minute by uh, Jung Jo-guk, the Patriots scoring a penalty. And the last thing I want to talk about is my favourite player of, of all time, uh, Yo Rim, uh, was a Guangzhou player at that point in time. And Alistair may know why I dislike Mr. Uh, Yo or you whatever he wants to be called today. Um, that was a guy who, in the playoff, playoff, Sanju versus Pusan, we'd be watching a Mapo Kalmegi restaurant, and he was a guy who was captain of Sanju at the time, uh, and he was just acting like the complete... <clears throat> um, you can bleep that out with an expletive, Alistair, if you want. That, that, was, that was the playoff game, wasn't it, where we watched pretty much the whole game without realising there had been a goal, because... The, uh, the the little ventilation thing on the next table was covering the screen where the where the uh, score box was, and uh, we 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 completely read the game wrong because we didn't notice there had been a goal. Paul, uh, two things to say. Firstly, talking of Sangju, Seoul lost two players to Sangju this week, including our main striker, Mr. Pak Dong Jin. Uh, secondly, Facebook reminded me today that on this day, I think three years ago. Uh, it was Foreigners Day at FC Seoul, with the esteemable Bronwyn taking the ceremonial kickoff. So, not sure we'll get a Foreigners Day in this year. I thought every day at Seoul was Foreigners Day, wasn't it? <laughs> the official Foreigners Day, where they give the prizes to foreigners in the crowd and let let a, a random for, famous foreigner take the kickoff. Right, right. And uh, a free hot dog and an asahi or, or something like that. We'll get Marks Litland to be a, a ball boy, uh, not a ball boy, a mascot this year, shall we? Walk out with the players. Uh, no. <laughs> In his little FC Soul one, um, baby grow. I'm going to draw this to a halt, but we are going to continue. You're, you're right. There may not be a there may not be a foreigners' day. I'm coming increasingly around to the uh, to the feeling there's not going to be in any day for anybody in the stadium this year. What we've obviously we've seen the news today, especially, uh, I think the priority is going to be not not having to stop the the season basically, uh, allowing it to go on as it is now. So I don't think getting fans in, into the stadium anytime soon is going to be a priority. There has been some news from some clubs about season tickets this week. So yes, yeah, so this the I think the ball started rolling uh, by Incheon, who actually I want to talk about two things about Incheon United. Um, and Incheon United have decided to refund uh, all their all their season tickets. Um, so I think that's about 180,000 won to the two fans that actually bought them um, getting refunded. 
before we go into the other team who also did that, Incheon also decided to sell their their um, 2020 kit this year, uh, last week in the club shop, not not online. So no fans are allowed into the stadium, but you were allowed to go and get your 2020 strip. Um, apparently it was by appointment only. So I'm really hoping that they, they socially distanced those those appointments and they didn't. I mean, I guess if they'd done them online, they'd probably have shipped them by coupon anyway. And that might have been worse, right? Um, so Incheon started the season ticket snowballing. Um, Busan followed it up. Uh, and they've also um, refunded all their season tickets as well. So I think there's not really been a what you would call a, a big team, I guess. I mean, you know, so probably Blue Wings, John Book probably had the most season tickets, I would imagine. Uh, so when it, I think once one of those three does it, I think the rest will follow suit. Um. I mean, Seoul so far said they're going to refund a portion, um, but they're going to wait and see if we ever get back into the stadium. That was the latest I heard. But but what you mentioned about Incheon selling their kit in the in the club shop, uh, I wanted to ask you one thing. We've seen a lot of clubs coming out with uh, branded Corona masks. Is that something you consider buying, any of you? Um, I don't know. Like, is it actually clubs that have brought them out, or is it you mean like the ones that are wearing them on the benches, or the ones that? Like fans have been putting on Twitter. The the what wise the ones that people have been wearing like you see if you see a Chumbuk match they're all wearing like green Chumbuk branded masks which I assume are produced by the club and I've seen a couple of other clubs have had them. I just wondered if you'd be interested in getting a, a Songnam one or a Su 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 one one or a uh, oh, I'm not sure which club at Alistair Sports nowadays. Um, I, I think I would get I'd get an if they were like for charity or something then yeah I'd get them. I know lots of clubs back. Uh, uh, back home are doing them as as well. I wouldn't get a, a sole one because I do occasionally have dinner with Mark, and he would probably punch me, and it'd be too a far too attractive target, I think, uh, for that. A, a Songnam one could look quite cool, I think, but the uh, the Suwon one with that with that the gate, the Paldao Moon gate on it, or the fortress on it, would look would look wonderful, Mark. I think the only the only problem getting a Songnam one is it it would be black, and I think it's going to be boiling hot in J July and August anyway. And the last thing I want is a, you know, is a black mask on my face as well. Um, but um, I don't know if I would. No, I, I don't really know if I would buy a, a football branded mask, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I hate the things as it is, so probably I wouldn't go down the road of buying one. Um, I probably actually would, because um, I'm stupid like that. But I... It's a very interesting topic and one we're not going to cover today, obviously, but maybe in future we can think with the merchandising and the way that the key league um, promote themselves or, or, or offer things or, you know, each individual club does it. So I've had people, or not as a lie, I've had one person contact me on Twitter about trying to get a Sioux on FC top who he chose them as his team. He's an Englishman and been on the website, but... They don't, they, they don't have online store open at the moment. And I spoke to a contact at the club who said, well, we wouldn't ship overseas. It's not worth the hassle. Um, so, you know, it's, it's something that key league clubs could perhaps look into where they've got this small window of uh, notoriety or whatever. But, um, yeah, I probably would buy one because I'm stupid, yeah. I think it's definitely something that um, they, they maybe could have and should have uh, looked into the when did we knew that the K League was going to be the first league back playing football? Um, you know, we I, I don't really think we overly promoted it enough, even the games, but I think we, we could have definitely, um, or, or they could have definitely done more about opening up online stores and so on. Yeah, so um, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like the fact that you can't buy a Songnam top online. Um, even in Korea, you've got to go to the store is ridiculous, to be honest. Do you not think that when we do get back into the stadium that they'll be handing out free kind of branded masks anyway? Because we're all going to be forced to wear a mask in the stadium anyway, aren't we? And you know, sometimes you go to FC Seoul, they, they hand out like little, little kind of kerchiefs and, and things like that. So, or maybe next year as our free season ticket gift, we'll get a mask instead of a scarf. 
Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask is, uh, is does anyone know if the, the K-League store in Tonglinwen is still open? Uh, I haven't heard about that being uh, open at, uh, at all. Uh, not for a long, long time. I would say with the, uh, with the gifts, A, I was hoping for a different free gift from FC Seoul, to be quite honest. Uh, B, actually, the volleyball, the volleyball ones were giving out branded uh, masks at the uh, beginning of this, well, the beginning of the, when the pandemic started. The volleyball were giving out branded masks. However, they were KBO baseball branded masks. Like the ball beer, baseball branded ball beer. Exactly. Like, yes. Do you remember those days? You go to you go to Incheon United, and you'd have you'd have a, a next in heroes branded beer with you. Okay, that just leaves us with the predictions for this week. Now, last week the predictions were as tedious as filling in our kick tip ones with K K three and K four. Uh, this week, I'm just going to ask Mark and Paul, their opinion on K1, and just Joe, his opinion on K2. Paul, before we get there, I believe you have a point of order. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be entering them into kick tip as we speak into the official 48 Shades prediction, because I'm fed up of getting more wrong by doing it by myself. So we're going to do a joint version this week. I'm going to enter them. You'll probably hear the clicking in the background. Okay, we'll click away and come up with uh, your, your opinion as well. Uh, Friday night football is in Daegu, and it's a bit of a local derby. Daegu hosting Sangju. Mark? Um, I'm going to go with a one-each draw. Paul? Uh, that's what I'd already entered, actually, before getting around to thinking that we should do it in real time. So, yes, I'll, I'll agree with that. One-each draw. OK, uh, Kangwon host Jombuk could be a tricky... Uh, away match for the league leaders, Paul? Um, I think we've seen, as, as Mark said earlier, Chumbuk have been grinding out results and getting wins where it didn't look like they were going to get one. I think they'll do the same again today or that on, that, on Saturday and get a 2-1 win. Mark? Um, I'm going to kind of agree with Paul, but I don't think they'll score two and I don't think Gang 1 will score one. So that only leaves 1-0. Okay, so, yeah. what, so what do we input then? Whatever you want, whatever you say. <laughs> okay, acid test for Busan. They host two on Blue Wings. I'm going to go with a Busan home win. Um, yeah, I, I, they've been impressive in their last two games. Um, so I think they're going to finally do it and get that first win in the season. Okay, Guangzhou are hosting Ulsan. That's not an easy game for a team that hasn't scored and hasn't got any points. They're going to get thumped, aren't they? They're going to get thumped. Okay, Mark? Yeah, I think Ulsan are going to want to make, um, kind of, after dropping points last week, they're going to want to make amends. Uh, I think they're going to take it out on a team that just look as if they want to get back to K2 as quickly as they can. Uh, 4-0. Okay, and Incheon against Pohang, the uh, battle of the, the ports. Um, Incheon will come out and look for a nothing each draw. Uh, Pohang, if Pohang played the way they did, uh, when they naturally assumed after five minutes that they had so beat, that would be nothing each. If Pohang come out with the right mentality this time, uh, I'll go with 2-0 Pohang. Okay, that's it, isn't it? We're not forgetting any games this uh, week in the None. K1. There was nothing else. We can move, move, straight, move straight on. Okay. In that case, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask Joe. Joe, Sol versus Songnam, who's going to win? 1-1. One, one. Diplomatic answer from yes. uh, from Joe. Um, uh, yeah, go on, Mark. One thing I do want to quickly say, and um, FC Seoul, I think I've only won. I'm right in saying uh, FC Seoul have only won one of their last five home games uh, against Songnam. Uh, but as I always say, K just knows how to beat us. He knows how to play us. Um, so I disagree with Joe. So we'll win it one 0 undeservedly. Songnam, 14 shots a goal, 73% possession, so we'll score with a penalty or a dodgy deflection or something. And well, Paul is been... obviously going to predict Songnam to win. Yeah, because Mark's been talking up how well Songnam are playing. Seoul haven't really looked that good, so I think Songnam are probably going to win it 2-1. Okay, should be, uh, should be an interesting one. Inter K2, we'll start off with the main event, Joe. Suwon against Buchan. I'm actually predicting a draw. I do, I do worry about Suwon's legs. Uh, Buchon have had an extra day's rest. I'll go for a 1-1 draw again. Tie of the round probably isn't Asan versus Soliland. Probably not. Um, Asan, 
prove a funny team. They've lost both home games, but then had good away draws at Dejon and Chana. Um, but I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to go for Eland. I'm going to, I'm going to go for Eland. Two one Eland. Okay, uh, Jay, you got their first win of the season the other night. They uh, travelled to Ansan. Yeah, I would change you again. I think Nam will have them operating. I don't think they'll be pretty to watch, but I think they'll get the job done. Ansan seem to have a little bit of trouble. I would go 2 0 Jeju. Okay, Gyeongnam potentially, potentially and questionably saving themselves for their home match and big test against Dejon Hanna. Yeah, the big, the big match, uh, certainly on reputations. Gyeongnam need to win, so I expect them to come out, but the defence is a worry. Uh, I'm going for Gyeongnam to win 2 1. Okay, and rounding out the fixtures is Jeonnam and Anyang. Yeah, Jeonnam, they're not an exciting team to watch. There's only two two goals scored in four, one conceded in four. Um, Anyang got a good one at Eland. 1 1. Okay, 1 1 is Joe's uh, prediction. Uh, in the meantime, that's all from us. And uh, let's just hope we get through these uh, fixtures this weekend uh, without any more bad news from elsewhere. Now